0: Hey, this is Russell, and I work at the video store, the place that you can go to once a week whenever it is movie night. Interesting people pop in to rent something, and we go through the films that they've loved across their life. And then when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series and talk about them with my friends that work here. All right, let's do it. Let's open up the shop. How are you guys? Hey. It's a, it's a nice misty morning. Hi. It's chilly. We've got uh, Steena yeah. Knight, yeah. one of our new employees here at the video store. How are you?
1: I'm great, thank you. Just, um, you know, checking in.
0: Checking in. Mm-hmm. And we got Gaddy. More rugby doubts, but I'm ready to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> at least you don't look like, what's his name? Oh, man of the match. It looks like um Neo in matrix revolution when he has his eyes burnt out
0: yeah what was
1: with what his eyes just from tackling over and over just, again i don't know scrummaging i don't know
2: those those guys in like 10 years you're not going to be able to recognize them <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, look, how, how's
0: it everyone and welcome to the video store today on the show we have comedy legend barry hilton who's going to pop into rent something and um, we aren't going to uh, waste too much time because it is a rather long episode so we just want to say hi and introduce ourselves and if you're new to the video store um, what's going to happen is this is the start of our morning, we're saying hi to each other, we're going to do a little bit of work and then uh, Barry Hilton's going to pop in and we're going to have that chat but then please stick around afterwards for when the store gets a little more quiet after that and myself can I call you Chrissy?
1: No, actually. Okay, you don't like <laughs> it. No, that's so funny. It's like you started reading my face or something. Uh no. Okay, Christina. Christina or Chris CK, those are the ones Chris. That I, yeah. But, but My Chris instinct Christine? is to give
0: you some kind of a nickname.
1: Uh that's interesting. Why?
0: Just because of um general affection. Aw. Chris. I
1: love that. No, Chris is great. Um Tina <laughs> so cute. My nephews actually <laughs> asked me that once, and I was like, "No,
0: not Tina, not Tina. Okay, it's really not Chrissy,
1: not Chrissy. I don't know why, um okay. but I just I've never really liked Chrissy. Some people do call me Chrissy, and and uh, okay, but we'll go internally. With... I cringe a little bit. It's okay. okay, no, I, I, I understand I, I want... where it comes from, so I I appreciate it.
0: Okay, I, I don't want to get off on the on the wrong foot. <laughs> okay, so Chris, I like CK, <laughs> CK. Okay, um. Yeah, we'll chat about some things. Uh, you guys, the two of you, went and watched the film last week, which is now in cinemas. Freelance with John Cena, so we'll talk about that afterwards. And then other stuff, general things going on in our lives, which I want to catch up on and, and hear your thoughts and opinions on. Gad is brying now. <laughs> Yeah,
2: Bramaster. <laughs> Bramaster, Official. Yeah. Uh
0: No, but we've got some TV shows And some things to talk about And so uh, please stick around for that But I think guys um, I think we should just get into it Because as I said, yeah. this is real special um, I have taken great joy in, in Thinking of who I would want to have on the show And really working to to get them And the thought Came to me once where I was like I really want to hear from Barry Hilton um, I want to see where he is in his life. Uh, if we can get him, and we set this thing up, and um, and I just want to say, I, I think this might be one of the best conversations I've had thus far. I think over the course of this hour, so it is, as I said, it is a rather long chat. I really think we connected. I really got such great joy out of it that after over a year of doing this, I left that chat motivated and inspired with our formula with our show with everything and I think that yeah I really have him to thank for his time but it really left me excited and and motivated about what we're doing here so I think that's an important thing to mention yeah awesome okay all right Uh, let's do it this is Barry Hilton popping in to rent something how's it
3: my cousin, what a lacquer place this is!
0: <laughs> it's great to have you. Thank well, you for coming out. I appreciate your time.
3: Yeah, Yo, this is the best um, DVD store in the whole world because they give you Lord <laughs> tea with honey as you come in. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and um, and at um, at the bioscope when you come and watch a movie, you can have a cocktail and a pizza. And
3: it's lacquer. It's a nice venue. And yeah, we we very the bioscope. You know that sounds weird. My mother-in-law, um, I got married again, and my wife is. Quite younger than me it wasn't one it just happened Weirdest thing you know I, I, I was divorced I had two of my kids in custody the ones that were still at home they decided to stay by me da 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 I was this oak that could I was a famous oak and I could drawl around and I, and I would go to beautiful girls and women older women and younger women and say hey how's it you know um <laughs> would you like to go for did, yes That was the, I couldn't get the sentence across. Oh, look at you. Would you like, well, and then I thought to myself, hold on, bro. Then I I go out and then one woman would find, ordered a 4,000 bottle, 4,000 lens bottle of wine. I'm thinking, I don't need this shit in my life. Yeah. Do you know, this one was not, then then, you'll never guess who I'm going out for dinner. I went out for dinner the one time with this one one girl. not Not a girl. She was 40 something, I don't know. Yeah. Many years ago. Sort of my age when I was I was 48 when I got divorced, and then I look up, there's like 16 of her friends sitting opposite where we are. Yeah, and I said, to her, uh, Are they with you? She said, Yeah, I told them all I'm having dinner with you, <laughs> so they all just wanted to come and watch. Yeah, and I thought, I'm out, I'm <laughs> out, yeah, I'm out, I'll just become a gigolo, maybe you know. <laughs> and then one day, a friend of mine called Neville Williamson. Who's a he's a magician? I was doing a charity show, "Story of My Life." Barry charity show Hilton. That's what I should be bloody called. Yeah. Do you know no, what I
0: mean? I'm a musician and, and also yeah, you get go. those charity so, requests all the time. Anyway,
3: so he called up this girl on stage, and the way she spoke, he was like she he was using it to do his magic. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I was sitting in the wings, and the way she just spoke, and the way she held herself and all that, I thought to myself. What yeah, quite enchanting. Guess what? We married. Yay! But it was the weirdest thing, you know, we, the weirdest thing. And I'll never forget this. I'd been going out with her for about two months. And I came to Jo'burg and she, her sister was living in Jo'burg, funny enough. And yeah. I, was, I was working at Empress. Mm. And the weirdest thing happened. Eh? I met her sister for dinner. Because I'm there. Okay. So, when he comes, she sits down. And out, I just said to her, I'm going to marry your sister. Yeah, you just know it. I just... And I, I shocked myself. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I'd been yeah. divorced for two and a bit years. And as she sat down, not hello, how's it?
0: She, oh, literally as... She, as set, she
3: sat down, I said, hello, Wendy, I'm going to marry your sister. Lovely. And she like looked at me and said, what? Yeah. yeah now, Sandy's she's 19 years younger than me. But so we basically, we're, we're on the same maturity level now. Well, I'm almost there. She's a little... <laughs> I'm catching up. Yeah. So... And uh, this is, is your
0: uh, this is your third
3: wife. Yes, my first beautiful girl. Still, I'd love her to be still. Yeah, Janice McCurdy. Yeah, I was too young. My father wouldn't allow me to live with her. Okay, so we got married, and it was a total cock-up. Okay, but then was, that
0: must have been very young. If that was no, I was very,
3: alive. very, very young. And then okay. it was just, you know, and I, I feel sorry for Janice because I, I actually. I was horrible. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. She didn't want me to be a comic. She didn't want me, she wanted me to go down this sort of, the path of a tradesman. Her dad's a tradesman, her brother's a tradesman. My dad was a tradesman. Yeah, y- you
0: more, were so. an electrician for yes, a little that's bit. that's right, yeah. yeah.
3: And I just couldn't do it in the end. And it just, so, and I was actually, I took the coward's way out. I just left. So okay. in the meantime, I sort of half lost my daughter. We eventually reconciled, but.
0: And you're still friends? So this day, well, still not, a relationship. not so much
3: with Janice. Um, I'm actually more friends with her husband Derek, oh, who actually adopted Tracy. Okay, the daughter. Um, I don't speak to him often, but yeah. when I speak to him, I say, "Hey, how's it Derek? How you doing, bro?" Um, I
0: once saw a, a side of the road billboard. I don't even know what it was advertising, yeah. but they, they used Bowen. Was it Bowen? When they used you you in quotes,
3: I like all chocolates. Bowen.
0: I, but it was. Oh, I think it what, was some kind of campaign where they hadn't revealed the brand yet. It said, "My best friend." I is, bet
3: my my, my ex-wife <laughs> married my best friend. I've never met him. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Did they ask you to? Yeah, it was a guy called Dinesh. For the life of me, I forgot. But your name. what was the point of that? He owned a company called. Uh, it was an outdoor advertising agency company. Okay, so it was a bear guy, and he had some spare spaces. It was to fill some. Yes, and some he was my mate, thing. and he says, "Baz, would you do this for me?" And I said, what do you want to pay me or what? He said, no, no, I'll just put you up there. I said, oh great. You know, do it. Because you know, I do things for you do things for people. I wish the world would be so much more simple. Yeah. I want a million rands because I'm the king. No, bro. Listen, this needs help. Help him. That's what I believe to help people. So I said to him, Yeah, sure, because in retrospect, he was helping me. You just told me you yeah, saw the exactly, no, and shame it's... that I died in COVID. Eh? Oh, really? Yeah. Successful guy. What a great guy, man. Yeah, shit, man. You know the world. Is... I was talking to my wife now about my friend, who's very sick in in Zimbabwe. Yeah, it's just not fair. Life is not fair, bro. Yeah, life is not fair.
0: Yeah, no, it, it certainly isn't. There, eh?
3: <laughs> like I told you, you can put that on, coming through to the thing. We went through this terrible area. These poor people living in flipping tin huts and going to the toilet in one of those plastic things. Yeah. And you think to yourself, why? Why yeah. is this crap happening? Yeah. Why? Why can't there be some sort of equilibrium? You know, Bill Gates and those oaks, they could feed the world like yeah. that. Yeah. Eradicate poverty. Yeah. But it gets, it gets uh, intense. You know, I was reading to, listening to this audiobook about the the petrodollar
0: okay
3: the the colonial countries yeah have kept the third world countries like this on purpose so they can abuse it because everything you know all the stuff that comes out of south africa africa N- Nicaragua, all that stuff yeah is all traded in dollars
0: okay did you not know that? sure okay yeah so, yeah, yeah
3: and then this guy said every single trade everywhere Around the world, the USA get a piece. Yeah, it's minuscule.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it all adds up. So if you keep the economies
3: bad, yes, they have to use the dollar. So yeah. it's it's quite sad. So I think uh, this BRICS thing is going to shake a few people's asses. I can tell you.
0: Yeah. Um, you were born in.
3: Zimbabwe. Yeah. It was called Rhodesia at the time. was then Rhodesia, yeah. yeah. You know, I was too young. People often ask me, you know, what school do you go to? I didn't go to school there. I was born there. Um, We left. Came back to South Africa for a little bit. I was two, I think, five. We went to the UK. My dad was a builder, but he also had itchy feet, you know. Mm. Went to the UK. So I spent my first schools, if you were... In the UK, in in Wales, eh? in Wales, and okay. uh, I'm a Catholic. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I went to a Catholic school because my mum's a Catholic, Okay. and my dad was a pseudo Catholic when it fit, when it suited him. Yeah. No disrespect to my dad, I still no, know. No, of course. Um, so I became an Everton supporter because it's a sort of Catholic thing. Ta da, da da. Then I went came to South Africa. Well, perhaps we Almost can just 13. hold on something when you were a kid. Um, yes. I did hold on something a lot of times, but my father <laughs> caught
0: me. <laughs> um, we we like here at the video store to as a way of getting to know someone, we, we like to talk about your relationships to to films. Not okay. necessarily no, no, that, no, I understand it. Yeah, not necessarily if they were a big part of your life, perhaps more so for a filmmaker or, or a director. But I would imagine for someone like yourself. Thunderball. They, they still played a part. Okay, so Thunderball.
3: What well, was my first movie that I actually went to. I was about twelve. I'd yeah. seen other movies before. Yeah,
0: because we, we we've got this <coughs> we've got this film. It's all about your relationship to film. Films, no, that's fine. Very similar to the relationships that you would have been having at that time. Yep. So as a young lad in Wales. The Thunderball.
3: Um, it was just before we came back to South Africa. It was nineteen sixty eight.
0: Yeah, so we, we call Just this we call this the puppy love film, yeah. which is yeah because is I, I the went, fun innocent
3: love right. We went there. There was a group of us from school. I was in, the, I was in it was in high school, and uh, all the punies liked me. The no, punies, the young girls, they liked yeah, I was, me. I was
0: about to say, sorry, what's a ponie? Pony, oh, Pony
3: yeah. is a, a Term we used to use for years, million years ago. Somebody's going to go like, "That's right. Yeah, yeah. But I don't mean it that way. Yeah, yeah. Comes I, that. I didn't realize I was popular then because I was funny. Yeah. I went to school and they were picking on one kid, and I said to these guys, "Guys, what are you doing? Why, we'll leave him alone." And then the the bully type guy tried it on with me, and I I whacked him not physically, but I beat him in. With my my my, my mind, words. and then he just like hooked on to me like the, so, then I was allowed to go with the guys and all that, and we went to yeah. the movies and it was like the first movie I went to, and there were girls, with <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Thunderball. It was it was the it's funny enough because that's what I felt like when I came out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was it that was one of the more um crazy um quite over the top James Bonds.
3: Yeah, but well, I mean the it was, first one I'd seen. Yeah, so, so that,
0: that was Roger Moore,
3: right? No, it was... Um,
0: oh, no, that was that was It was Connery. Sean
3: Connery. That was Connery, yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm thinking, I was thinking Miss, of Moonraker. I'll, I'll be late, Miss Penny. Sean
0: it.
3: Connery, how brilliant is that? He can play... Eight, Sean Connery was one of the greatest actors in the world, and every part he played, his accent was so spot-on Scottish. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> he's a Russian commander. He says, uh Well, we're going to go now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. No, I I loved going back. I did. I remember one holiday in varsity or high school where I said I want to watch as many of those James
3: Bonds Yo, as I could. We actually got them on a, like a list that we watching. Yeah, early. we have a list of, of movies. Sandy, myself, and Jack now at home. Let's watch this one again. Let's watch this one again. This so it's like yeah. we have a, we, it's now about fifteen movies that we watch.
0: And there is so many once James a year. Bonds to, to watch. Oh yeah. The first one I'll never forget. The first James Bond gadget in Doctor No was effectively a piece of hair. Yes. If you think about it, that was his gadget. He he licked a piece of hair. It was the, no, it was what he put uh, um, between the cupboard doors. Yes, so he could tell when he came back whether anyone had opened. Yes, his I cupboard. remember that. So simple. Yeah. Okay, so no, so Thunderball was it was was connery. I was thinking of like Moonraker. So no, it wasn't over the top. Yeah, was, there was one was guy called classic. George
3: George. George something. George Lazenby. Le- yeah, Lazenby did one. He was a he was a supermodel at the time. Okay. And he went to this one meeting in jeans. And that yeah. was not that was what? Yeah. It wasn't things so but he'd signed the contract already. And uh, he was like immediately I mean, this we're not using this again.
0: Apparently, yeah. Apparently, he that, apparently,
3: was arrogant. As they well.
0: hated the set, and the, he didn't talk to the director, and, and they yeah, didn't it
3: was talk he was, he was like, to each other. He was probably the, one of the first sort of egocentric. Folks. Check at me, I'm brilliant, I'm so handsome.
0: Yeah, and look at him now, yeah. the world doesn't I don't even know where he is. Doesn't remember him. He he did one, he, one yeah. and done. Okay, so that was you. That was you growing up. Yeah, that was probably your high school film. No, there, well, no? the high school in England. Yeah, but I'm saying Thunderbolt was perhaps your high school film.
3: Was yes. There, was there no, no, no. My high school film definitely was different. Okay. All wow. Right. Okay, what was your high school My film? My high school film, 1969. I saw it in 1969. It was just, I'd gone to this new school in Cape Town. Once again, the bully tried me on. I whacked him. So I was integrated because I beat that straight away. Um, and then we went, there was a friend of mine called Trevor Christians who used to do these movie marathon nights yeah, the projectors and the reels. Oh, cool! we just in his house. In his house, his mom Shame, his mum was a single mother. She worked all the hours that God sent. I tell you. Yeah. Trevor's um, very does very well, and we watched Woodstock. Okay. About twenty of us in his in his lounge. We watched Woodstock. What that 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 just opened my mind to the world. Yeah. Because here we are in South Africa, short back and sides. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You must have your, you know, the, and you in, see this in Woodstock and I'm thinking, wow, what is that stuff? They're smoking. Like, <laughs> you know, I didn't know and I didn't realize it was it was dope. Yeah. Because everybody was smoking dope and it was well, going and, on. And,
0: so this is the, this is the concert film. This is, it almost plays out like a documentary of the famous Woodstock Absolutely. 1969. Um It's a great film, great uh, vinyl soundtrack that we often yes. sell at the cinema. Um, and it just, it, it's such an important portrait of
3: And, and I'll tell you the song there, that the, time. the song that really got me there. Mm. Santana. Oh, lovely. Uh, with Mike Steve, that young drummer. He was 16. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 16. And I was looking at this guy and thinking, wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I remember that drummer. I remember Your, se- I
3: remember seeing that footage. Soul Sacrifice is the song. Yeah. That was That was Carlos Santana, and there, and there was a
0: great moment where over the speaker they were like, because um, it rains at one point yeah. if you remember, and then you hear the guy in the speaker go, "If we all concentrate, if we all meditate, we can make the rain, rain go, go rain. away." Rain, rain, and everyone's go, like rain. dancing. No, and well, then at one point he says, "Don't take the brown acid." There was an announcement. This take
3: bad the- stuff. Don't <laughs> take the brown acid. And did you bare. just you just see people
0: was like, swimming in it was the a, pool? It was a different I mean, world, in the, in wasn't it? The lake and oh, it was, it
3: ladies was, was and gentlemen, what was it? What were what, what, they had a deep voice? And who did he bring on? Ladies and gentlemen,
0: oh look at that guy,
3: Carlos Santana. Lovely. I'm gonna listen to it when I go.
0: <laughs> and of course, Hendrix, Joe Cocker. I Remember that performance? Do you know I also played
3: there? But you only found out years and years later. it was ten years after. Yeah. Um. I'm going home. I, it's, it was on the soundtrack, but I didn't see it in the movie.
0: I'm going home. Who was that? Uh,
3: uh, um, ten years after was John. He was the fastest guitarist in the world. I'm going home. Oh, well, I'm going home. So sorry. What was his name? I forget his name. Now. Okay. John. John something. But it was ten, and that was that. That oh, also he went like ten years after.
0: Oh, that was the name of the
3: act. No. Yes, the name of the act was Ten Years it was After. It was Ten was
0: the band. Years After? Okay.
3: Yeah, didn't, didn't know about it. Uh, have a look, 10 years after John, something, 10 years after the f- big heavy rock band at the oh, time. Cool. And I still remember vividly, we're vividly, st- st- uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah. And had, Steven, young, had Young left by then? I think he just joined. Okay. I, I joined afterwards, I, I don't know. And I remember Stephen still saying, this is the third gig we've ever played in front of people. Oh, shit. And we are scared shitless. That's lovely. <laughs> I remember that. That was brilliant.
0: Um, there's, a, there's a very interesting uh, documentary on Netflix called Trainwreck, yes. which is about the 1999 Woodstock.
3: That was a complete mess up. That was a
0: yeah apocalyptic fuck up. But in many ways, it was successful for hundreds of thousands of people Yes, but for many it was an absolute nightmare and because it, it ended it, in, in it all chaos chaos mm. but it's worth noting and it comes up at one point in the documentary that they go woodstock 69 wasn't wasn't how we remember it it also had it made no money lots of people nobody paid in, nobody paid i think there were some acts of sexual misconduct oh. I'm, they were handful.
3: No, no rain, no rain. Remember yeah. that and all that stuff. So there
0: were chill. all of that, but it was the sixties. So maybe something's got lost. And of course, then with time, everything gets kind of glorified. Yeah, and also, the,
3: the videography wasn't that good. The sound. I mean, the guys were playing with bins on the on the on the stage. That was yeah. it. There was no big overheads.
0: Yeah. So the guys there in the nothing. back heard nothing. <laughs> they were just there. But
3: they weren't kids. They were just yeah. smoking Zola. I well, we, remember. I'll talk about it. Going to a going to a, a, a festival in Amanas. Yeah. When I was just jawling when I left Janice. I'm really sorry, Janice. <laughs> I really am. I'm, yeah. Um, we went to this festival in Amanus and I got in with a bad crowd and all we did was smoke dope and go mad. And well, it was like a jaw. It was yeah. a fat jaw for the weekend. And yeah. on the way out, this conservationist stopped us and he said, Have you got any sort of. Um, indige- indigenous flowers and all that and right. I said to him, we smoked them all <laughs> 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 and then uh, the guy said just go <laughs> uh,
0: speaking of Hermanus that's where you live now
3: I do I live in a monastery okay you know, so has place.
0: that always been a place in your heart no then,
3: or was no not at all it happened Sandy is, has got this thing for free if something's free she'll take it so it's Sandy my wife Sandy Yeah. so we were doing a tour a little bit down the, down the coast and um, well, Oak found up Sandy and said, listen, why don't you pop into a monus? you know? You can stay here for four nights for free. And we just happened to have those nights available. Yeah. So Sandy said, oh, let's go. So we went to monus? Wow. And we thought, what a lack of place. Yeah. <coughs> Young Jack was three. My baby, three. And um, we moved there because it was a jewel. In fact, it was so good that the lady that worked with us in our house, the the helper, we call yeah. her helper, yeah. Sylvia, she just told us straight, you're not leaving me in PE. I'm coming with you. we said, okay, come, on, come Lovely. With. And Sylvia loved it. And she worked with us until she retired.
0: Okay, so it's, Hermanus has been home for a long time Ten years. Now. Okay. What a job. That's lovely. So can that be a convenient enough home base for you to travel?
3: Yes, it is convenient. Um, it's an hour 10, hour 20 to the airport.
0: But then when you're at home, it feels feels like you're away from it all, It eh? feels like I'm on a holiday.
3: <laughs> Excuse me. But actually, what's happening now, it's, it's a, our life is strange. Jack was a surfer, done all this stuff, everything. I'm honest with it Surfing. Surf, scuba, go mull. Yeah. So two years ago, basically to the day, he came home and said, I want to play soccer. What? So we played soccer for a, like a mess around team there. And then the guy there said to me, listen, your, your dude needs to get into a, a club, you know. So we went, now we go to Flippen, Somerset West, four times a week. <laughs> He's actually training with an academy now. Um, I don't know. It's weird how life is. So we, we got offered to go to this other place. And the first time ever, Sandy said to me, okay, if, if Jack is accepted in this other place, we'll move. Okay. So, but you know what? You think about it, the chances of him becoming a full-time big-time professional footballer on a million to one. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But uh, so that's why we insist he has a good education. Simple as that. That's, yeah. That's that, that's non-negotiable. Yeah. How old is he now? He's 13. Okay. But he's a big lad. Eh? He's like 1.73, wears a size 9 shoe. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's solid. Eh? He's like a, yeah. I don't know. I, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the skinny version of the Michelin man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and my wife's not as slim as... And Jack is just like... He's just got the genes. Eh? Zero fat, da-da-da, yeah. big ass, brave ass. Yeah. Um, he's got this calmness about him. That's, that comes from Sandy. Okay. So... I'm t- actually, I'm trying to find out who his father is because he owes me a lot, <laughs> a lot of money. So we're, we're, Jack's father, If you owe me money, bro. Yeah,
0: lovely But man.
3: I prefer to keep Jack so you can yeah, go away.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just take the genes. Um Okay, so at that point, we've got your high school film, which was Woodstock, which was yeah. cool. And I'm sure that kind of opened up some doors to you for sort of being on stage, entertainment, I think starting that, was, spark,
3: that was when the uh, bug started because I started... Telling jokes to people in school, yeah, in my, my classes, you know.
0: Yeah, and was it original stuff, or were you Always. mimicking?
3: I used to. Well, you know, everybody. There's not one person in this whole planet that started with original stuff.
0: Sure, but everybody, I mean, a lot of a lot of guys. I was
3: mimicking. People. Talk about like I'll never reenacting stuff. When I was uh, I was a young apprentice electrician. Uh, my son was very my son my my late brother Alan was very into music. Mm. He had these stores in Cape Town called Vibes Music. Brilliant. Okay, cool. Vinyl King. He was the king of it. Nice. Um, <clears throat> he brought home an LP for me. Yeah. Tom O'Connor live in Liverpool. And it was this professional guy called Tom O'Connor. Yeah.
0: A comedy, comedy vinyl.
3: Live in Liverpool. I listened to that record from the second my brother gave it to me mm-hmm. until I went to work on, on the Monday morning. Yeah, I never over slept. Over and over again, I played it over and over and over and over again. Yeah, that's when I realised I need to do this. Yeah, and then I would go and I would use his material verbatim. Okay, because I was funny enough. I was working with a, with quite a few uh, British guys, and then I would quote all these things from Tom O'Connor, and they would say to me, "You're so funny, man!" Mm. And that you don't even you don't even you don't even sound South African when you do. You sound like like a scouser because I could talk like that. Oh, cool, that's that's on. In fact, mate well, I mean, mine, you growing up, yeah, in you the UK, down the road, certainly helped. It's down the road, Liverpool's down the road from us. But a friend of mine, Mick Long, I've known him for almost 40 years. He was convinced I was a scouser until about 10 years ago. <laughs> he would tell everyone, not very from Liverpool because I can talk exactly like that. It's just I have, a, I have an ability to pick up accent, yeah, you know, and things like that. So so this Tom O'Connor was like this big thing for me, and then that's when the when the shit really started with my life with yeah you know she didn't want me to do that, and yeah, I wanted to do. we got married, and it just didn't work out and just
0: well, I yeah, I think the one thing that came out of that was at least you found a purpose absolutely well, I mean, you found your mission forty there's, years eh? there's a there's a um an amazing show on Netflix at the moment called Live to One Hundred I don't know whether you've no. seen it. And it's a and it's this one guy who's dedicated his whole life to studying the blue zones, which is the parts of the world where people have lived the longest okay. and um they they all these kind of similar things come up, whether it's a Japanese term or what's happening in Sardinia and these little communities and stuff but what what tends to come out the most is this mission and purpose in life and having that
3: to live bro. yeah,
0: and having this reason. Reason to wake up, reason to, your, your, your mission in life. The Japanese have a name for it. It's called like your, your Ikigai or something.
3: Whatever. I understand. So it sounds like. When I was a tradesman or becoming a tradesman and, and when I did qualify, I can 100% tell you I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. And I think that's what drove me away. when I got divorced, first of all, because I just could not see myself doing yeah. this thing. Es- yeah.
0: Especially if your life purpose is all about happiness. Yeah, what about, laughter, I mean, imagine and that, and waking
3: up every single morning, going to a place that you don't like. Yeah. How can you possibly be productive yeah. if you don't like what you do? Yeah. When I turned pro, okay, I was earning 19 1983, I was the maintenance manager of a hotel in Seapoint, and I was earning a thousand rands a month, which is pretty good. The average uh, cool. electricians were earning you know, about 700. Yeah. And I just had a company car for these eggs because I didn't want the job. Yeah. It just happened. I wasn't a good electrician at all, just put it out there. I was rubbish. <laughs> I was even worse at refrigeration. I was just rubbish. And uh, I just realized then what am I doing here?
0: Yeah. What am I
3: actually doing? I hated going to work. Imagine it. I yeah. hated it, yeah. and I used to jippo and uh.
0: Yeah. So okay. So now we now we're a comedian. So now you yes. got you got yourself going. You you're 19, underway. Nineteen
3: eighty-three.
0: What were what were some of the films that came to you along those times, the 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 renaissance period, <laughs> so to speak? Do you remember Dirty Harry? Dirty Harry. Oh, cool. Yeah. Clint Eastwood being a badass. Oh, cool.
3: <laughs> so what do I five five shots or six shots? Punk. Make my day.
0: And and what did what did what did old Clint Eastwood do for you? Just
3: He just made me realise that you have to be who you are. Yeah. Because Clint Eastwood like,
0: It was a he, confidence. It yeah, but he was an exceptionally
3: handsome guy. Oh yeah. He was a six foot three guy. He was what whatever, you know. Um but he just did it. I mean, he made his movies. He made his movies. those movies was in Italian, weren't they? The first ones. The very like the Bud Spencer. And yeah,
0: yeah, I think he was involved in those spaghetti westerns. Yeah, the where spaghetti they were, westerns where they were making westerns yeah. in Italy. Italy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was uh, that was a bit big. Clint Eastwood was a big part so a lot of movies, mm. and then I started getting into uh, real mm. stuff, you know. Like um, all the presidents' men, okay. Uh, that was about Nixon. Mm. Do you remember that? And and uh, one of the, uh, the three days of the condo.
0: Okay, I think I've heard the name. Three days of the condo
3: him. was Robert Redford, and he was a journalist. And it was about that time how they found out what was j- being chipped in all over the place, and then they yeah. they tried to whack him. And it was based on a true story, but
0: yeah,
3: you never know, do you?
0: Um, you
3: you mentioned Rocky as well. Rocky, yeah, oh, I man. Rocky, there was the, there's another outstanding thing because subconsciously, I want I'm, I'm this comedian. I want to be this comedian. This is my chosen path. I don't care how much money I earn. Yeah, the money was wasn't the the thing. Yeah, fame was the thing. Okay, so Rocky yeah. cemented that again for me because this I came from absolutely nowhere. Yeah. People told him he's a dick. People told him he'll never make it. He's rubbish. He's this. He's crap. He's this, and he defied all of the odds. Yeah, and and came through. And I thought, wow, bro, how's this? Okay.
0: Well, do you know, what's so interesting. I'm sure you, you know this, but you describing the story of Rocky is very similar to the story of Sylvester Stallone.
3: I was about to say that. Yeah, I'm watching. A, I'm watching a TV series now. He he, he called Tulsa. He,
0: he put everything on the line to get that movie made. And he was defying all the people that were saying so no to you. they him and they did this. He tried to get Rocky made. He wrote it. He directed. He starred in it, and he won all the Oscars for it. So he got he launched his career of his own. Yeah, you know. So the whole idea of him running through the streets in the morning doing all yeah, the that work, was him, eh?
3: That was him as the filmmaker and, doing and, and it and at also the same time. He the, then he inspired me, Sylvester Stallone, and I still dig him. You know what I'm saying? Yes, he's yeah, nice. He's, he's. I think he's a good actor. Actually, No, yeah, he's he, cool. Um, wrong. Do you know that Rambo, when that first came out, that was another thing. You're bringing out all these things to me. Rambo. <laughs> no, hold on. Yeah. Rambo was a guy who defied the odds. Yeah. Okay. And then Rambo, too. Did you just check how he bulked up? So you, yeah. know, you know how much uh, self-discipline that was? Yeah. I mean, he wasn't that big. And then oh, just... Rambo 2, 3 and 4 i watched all the Rambo's And I don't yeah. care what anybody says I like what I like I don't yeah, care what you say That's the most important thing um, There's a movie There's a series now You must go see Tulsa King Tulsa King Yeah It's it's about It's uh, Sylvester Stallone Okay He's a gangster That's been in jail for 25 years Yeah uh, Part of the family In, in New York And he yeah. gets to New York And it's evolved And mm. so they've, they said They don't really need him anymore And he's quite the mood Because he kept his mouth shut He did this, 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 this And they send him to Tulsa uh, and it's it's darkly funny, yeah. but there's like hectic shit going on.
0: What are you watching on? Do you know?
3: Uh, usually on a TV. Yeah. Uh, I think it's uh, Showmax.
0: Okay, I'll look for it. Brilliant. Um, what uh, What odds were you defying at the time when you were creating your career? When I wanted
3: to be a career? Um, I have this... <sighs> still today, I have this terrible fear of failure. Still so. today. But strangely enough, my need to succeed overcomes my fear of failure. Okay. Before I go on stage, I want to vomit.
0: Really? Yeah. Still, Every time?
3: 7,000 shows. I, still, I want to vomit. I feel like I'm going to vomit. But I needed to, to, to do that. So this is a threshold. So all these movies, now you're talking about it, or just showing me, Baz, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. Mm. So all the people, I would talk to people and say, hey, give me a chance. Nah. Cuck, 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 cuck. And the more people... Knocked me down, mm-hmm. the more determined I became, mm. and and funny enough, a turning point in my career. That was around the time of Clint Eastwood. Eighties was, was it? Eighties. Clint Eastwood was big in the eighties, wasn't he? Sure. Yeah. I used. To, I went to this club. I used to go to, uh, for three years. I went to all the clubs in in Cape Town, everywhere, and said, "Please to Clint, perform, please, yeah, please." Give me, just give me 10 minutes, please. Were, were there other comics? Yes, there was a there was a program in South Africa called Bill Tung on Podrest, which influenced me massively. Okay. But if you weren't one of those comics, yeah. you couldn't, there was, no. You were either that or a British import. Uh, that was it. Yeah. So I went to this club on a Saturday, Sunday night and uh, the comic in particular had a few too many to drink because that was a big thing with them. They would get on stage and say to the people, you can buy me a drink if you want yeah, jokes used to down bottles of stuff. Really? Yeah. yeah, and this guy was a bit pissed. And back in the days, it was jokes. Two guys walking down the road, and the one said, that, "Yeah, yeah, that yeah." Was yeah. The, that was the style of humor in those days. Um, and he messed up the line. <laughs> and I, st- I stood on my table. I said, "Hey, that's wrong." Yeah. And the guy looked at me and he said, "Well, if you're so smart, why don't you do it?" Oh, but I stood up in the in the table with a couple of my friends. I stood on the table.
0: Yeah,
3: And I him this joke, and the people laughed because I told the same joke, but I did it, finished it properly. You did it right. And then I did another five minutes, <laughs> and the place erupted. Lovely. So, how's this? So, after that, this oh, I was so cross with me. Yes. Yeah, sure. Who the hell do you think you are? And da da da, da. I said, just no, no. Like high I'm a school, person, just like I'm a your person I'm a person who please. I can do that, yes. Yeah. So, uh, the owner came to me and said to me, shit, mm. you actually are quite funny. And I said to him, you know what? I said, I've been telling you that for three years. He mm. said, I'll give you a job. 20 rand. Yeah. Gave it to me the next Saturday afternoon. 20 bucks he gave me. I smashed his expert. And then I got cocky. Got on the stage the next time and I thought, I'm going to just kill it. And I died so bad.
0: Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I think, yeah, confidence and a nice healthy dose of arrogance is good. You've got to
3: have it. If you don't have arrogance, Espe- who the hell's going to get you?
0: Especially with comedy. So much, of, so much of comedic timing is about your confidence. You, you, I almost liken it sometimes to you're holding someone's hand through the story or the joke or the yes, punchline. Yes, I've got to feel safe in your hand. You know, um, people
3: said to me that, you know, I have blind people coming to my shows. Oh, cool. That's really true. Yeah? Regular guy. Uh, well, the one who died, he was blind in a wheelchair. He suffered from a massive asthma attack that it messed up everything.
0: But he came to enough shows that you've now him. I knew the guy. Could, you he would sit in the front
3: with his, his son or his yeah. would sit him in the front. And I would reference him. Hello, how you doing? But and I'd stop and I'd say to him, I just told the because I flew across the across the the yeah. ravine as a as a dove, check this out. He couldn't see me. And then yeah. I would go yeah. <laughs> and then this You're guy would cry with laughter yeah. because he actually had this imagination which is yeah. brilliant what a great feeling that was but that's lovely
0: um there was an award recently given out in the world of soccer to the most uh, the biggest fan or the most important yes, fan
3: he was there for 90 he's now the chairman well there, I saw it you know,
0: no oh, well I don't know whether we're talking about the same thing it was given to a mum oh who um there was a, a footage or something that went viral of the mom – who took her blind son to soccer games. Okay. And there was this footage of the of the mom explaining to the son what was happening. Oh, beautiful. And so she won this sort of great award, and obviously it could give them a life-changing amount of money or something. But,
3: there's a, there's, a, there's another thing about that. There's a lowly team. I don't know where it was. And you see a picture of this Oak sitting in the stands, empty. Yeah. Young Yeah. 19, yeah. supporting this team. Yeah. He's now the managing director of the team. Lovely. And he sat yeah. in the same place that he... He had yeah. one seat that he sat in every single match. Yeah. He never missed a match. Yeah, His friends used to think he was nuts going to see this lowly team, but now yeah. they're coming up. And so I, that's, I thought that's what you're going to talk about.
0: Uh, no, but that's a great story. Um, great. Have you watched uh, Welcome to Wrexham? Do you know about yes, Welcome to Wrexham?
3: Yes, yeah, the good. new
0: season's coming That's soon.
3: I reckon all of these big oaks and good luck to them. That's a tax dodge, but that's why. that's a, you know.
0: yeah. Well, it's certainly a smart investment. Do you know you're, al- I,
3: I stand correct and somebody can correct me. I do believe that you're allowed to make a loss for three years. Okay. So if you, if you've got a hundred million dollars, you need to sort of, yeah, yeah,
0: invest in something. Yeah. You
3: make a loss for three years. Something, I don't know how it works. I don't know how the transfer system goes now, but all I know is it's just ridiculous. Okay. And then, because the Saudis have blown it out the water completely. Do you not know about
0: that?
3: Uh, No. Saudi Arabia have decided they want to become the next sporting superpower.
0: Sure, with like the live Golf and...
3: You started with live Golf. Yeah. And now they've got, um, they're buying players. They bought Ronaldo. That's right. Ronaldo left Manchester United, and they bought Ronaldo. They bought this. They bought that. They bought this. Jordan Henderson's gone there from Liverpool. This one's gone there, and the money they've offered Mo Salah. Okay, I don't know if you follow football. Mo Mo, Mo Salah's thirty-one years old. He's an Egyptian guy. He's arguably one of the best forwards in the world. Yeah. The Saudi club have offered Liverpool two hundred million euros for him. Yeah. For just we'll take him. He's two hundred million. Yeah. oh and by the way here's 1.5 million euros a week for you yeah and you know what he's turned them down oh shit he said no I'm not ready he's obviously wealthy as it is but the point is they've ta- the amount yeah. of players that have gone to the Saudi league is really yeah, yeah. yeah so very clever this, I was in Qatar a couple of months ago
0: yeah
3: and I was doing some shows there and I found out a friend of mine Roger Dasar he's yeah. an ex-South African goalkeeper yeah He's working with Carlos Crea. from for the he's working with the uh, Qatari football team. They want the the idea is to get into the next World Cup. Okay, you have got no idea this facility yeah. that they've got. It's yeah. you just I can't even begin to explain it to you. Yeah. You know their toilet's as big as a <laughs> DVD shop for the <laughs> one yeah. Wow. So yeah, so that. So we, let's get back to the movies. Yeah, and yeah. also
0: my other question was going to be based, based on you saying, you know, you, here you are in the desert performing some shows. Some of the career highlights, the one that I thought could have been quite cool was Sydney Opera House?
3: Yeah, that was actually a, a high and a low for me. Okay. That year, i done Cape Town, 4,000 people. Grand West, 4,000. Mm. I did Carnival City, 4,200.
0: How, how do you feel in big crowds? Because obviously, I was the comedy.
3: I'm about to tell you.
0: Okay. Because comedy can I did that, be different yeah. in that regard. Uh,
3: I looked at myself. I was on screens, didn't really enjoy it. I did that. I went and I did the Sydney Opera House, 2,500 people. I got offered a management deal in Sydney by the big agencies. And I just said, no. Nah. I phoned my wife. And I said to her, I don't want to do these big shows anymore.
0: Yeah. Did they feel a bit impersonal? Or what, what did no, they feel?
3: I was just because I'd done I'd done all of those three shows in one year. Mm. And they have this thing called the Comics Choice Awards, which is fine. I've won the Lifetime Achievement. Yes. Which confuses know. me a bit because I'm still alive. So, <laughs> Still going. So I did these massive shows, worldwide shows, big, 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 big shows. And I didn't even get nominated for the Comedian of the Year. Nothing. And I said to Sandy, "Nah, I'm not doing shit anymore. That was my catalyst there. And now I do smaller gigs. Yeah. I have fun. I really enjoy myself. And I'm watching great movies now. (laughs) Without, if we can just, my favorite actor over the years is definitely, and somebody, once again, he is so determined to succeed. It just rubs off on you, you know? Yeah. Denzel Washington. Sure. The guy, but he's just everything. I love it when they try and, they try and corner Denzel Washington and they try and make make him say a political statement. Yeah. Have you not seen that?
0: Not really, no. They'll, they'll say
3: to him and they'll they'll sort of edge they, it out. Do do you find that you're marginalized because you do you eat chicken wings? Whatever. Yeah. And and they're trying to they trying to lure him into the this racial thing that sure, on
0: have, the on the red carpet or yeah, in the interview. And he, he
3: just says like this. It's culture. Yeah. No, but that, it's culture. No, no. Yeah. It's culture. Leave it be. And Denzel Washington is an inspiration to, yeah. certainly to me. Uh, no, yeah. and
0: a lot of guys on uh, that have been his co-stars sort of speak of his intensity. and, 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 and How he just gives you everything. Yeah. I can just, you know, you,
3: you, you watch Denzel Washington. He is that person. It's, it's, you know, you can, funny yeah. enough, Sandy and I were talking about it about why some stars remain there mm. it's because they are just they are just so much better than the next level okay yeah to be a star in Hollywood you have to have talent sure. but to be an a-lister you have to be special some magic yeah. I watched Metal Streep funny enough I watch a lot of movies <laughs> <No> <laughs> in good. my rooms I watched Metal Streep the, the post with Tom Hanks yes she did Tom Hanks and her did a monologue in this one thing that lasted about seven or eight minutes without a cut. Mm. And now I thinking to myself, this is why these acts are the top because she, it was in the same character, not a not a, just the way that they spoke to each other, the perfect timing and everything like, and I thought that's why these acts are the best. That's why she's been nominated so many times.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people have told stories about at table reads, she, she would speak and um, people would sort of interrupt her and say, "Now it's time to start." She said, "No, that was me. That was the line. I'm, I, you know, I'm I'm already acting. Like people would wouldn't even know she was acting, even in table yes. reads. That's come Do up you know, once or twice.
3: Um, you know, I never, I, d- I never have a show. I have because I can't remember shit. So I get on stage and I go.
0: Oh, you never have like a planned set list of
3: yeah. of stuff. There was a comedian who came out. He was he was. He was famous for a while. Yeah, I forget his name, and I, what well, I do know his name, but I won't say it. Yeah. And they asked him. They said, "Wow, you're so good. You're clever. You're this and this." What is it? He said, "Well, I don't rehearse. I just do this. You know, and I'm the only guy in the country that can do this." And, and they were going, yeah, you're the best." And I thought to mm. myself, seriously, No. I've been doing that since I was flipping sixteen. Yeah. You know, because I can't remember sets. Do you have a rough guideline of no. points you want to get no. to? No, I just I can't. I remember doing a couple of uh, specials for Mnet. The STV and I had to use idiot boards. I hate because I had to keep because okay. we were filming three days on the trot. Oh, uh, so you so because, I used these idiot boards and I hated it because I couldn't, I wasn't myself. Oh, because they,
0: they then had to cut between a few nights to sort of pick to the, get best, the best one. The best so I had one.
3: the same joke at the same time as that. And my mind is racing against that. No, you can't do that. So, what I, when I'm on stage now. I go on. For instance, I did a huge show last night.
0: Yeah, I was about to say what what's brought you to? For, for, for,
3: there's a place in Krugersdorp called the President Hyper. Okay. It's a ten thousand square meter hypermarket. Okay. Um, so there was all these people. They played golf and they came. There was about 250, 300 people there. Yeah. In the middle of the hyper, that cordoned yeah, cool. it off. And for the first, I did forty-five minutes. That's what they wanted. Forty-five minutes for the first 15 or so minutes, maybe 20, I spoke about shopping. Yeah. I spoke about how things happen in shops. A lot of the stuff was from, remember, back in the day. Yeah, But that's what happens with me. It just sort of goes, as I'm walking on stage, it goes, It just appears. It just appears. You know, like, imagine what, you know when you see these movies and there's like a genius, and I'm not a genius, don't get me wrong. No, no, no. When you see this genius... Uh, the, it, da Vinci Code when yeah, he was working out and those those symbols came up yeah, and did yeah. the, that's what happens yeah. with me I go oh okay but it's like in a split second
0: have you ever had moments where you've gone up and nothing has oh, arrived in course, front of you
3: but I've died on my ass so bad I've personally met Elvis Presley John Lennon yeah. and Bob Molly about half a dozen times
0: it, and then in those moments do you sort of just try just, and pull from some memory yeah. some the what se- works
3: the secret is for me I claw is. back the secret is for me is I don't go, uh, Yeah, I just carry on. You just talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and, then, and you know what else works wonderfully? And once again, you know, the movies have influenced me massively. Mm. Uh, I remember watching one scene in a movie. I forget now. If you make a mistake, own it because people will respect you for it. Yeah. Okay. I've, I think Will Smith was one of those okay. enemy of the state. Okay. Um, Good movie. I've often gone, ooh. I messed that one up, folks. Mm. And then they go, "Ha ha ha ha!" He is human after all. Yeah. So, and you,
0: and you can confidently. And I say, "Let me try this flop. again." Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. So it happens, and then I just talk. So now, <laughs> the my my show that I I, I think it's going to be forever. Just Barry Hilton unscripted. That's that, that's it because yeah. I am unscripted. Yeah. You know, so the funniest thing about it: a journalist phoned me up, Radio GJ, and yeah. said to me. Say so you're coming to so-and-so, you're going to do this, your new show, Unscripted. I said, yeah, you can call it a new show if you want. So, <laughs> so she said, so Unscripted, what's it about? Yeah. I said to her, uh, it's Unscripted. She yeah. said, I oh, know, no, it's fantastic, but how long did it take you to write it? Yeah. And I said to her again, um, I haven't. I haven't written it. <laughs> <laughs> she said, what do you mean you haven't written it? Yeah. I said, I haven't. I start. I just think there's so
0: much experience and there's so much tread on the tires that
3: do you know can I tell you a story about taking stuff sorry I've got ADHD so I just do this well
0: well. I was about to say is any part of your not having a set list
3: yeah ADHD attributed to a healthy dose of ADHD I have a massive ADHD massive massive
0: okay no but I love it please carry on
3: so my brother was sick he had had cancer he was dying and uh, just before I went on stage backlight comes on you know the backlight stage light something wrong Okay. So the stage manager calls me and says to me, there's a call for you, Barry. Pick up the phone, it's my wit. And uh, he said to me, I'm going to die. Like it. Yeah. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, I'm in hospice. I can hardly talk. it. He was like whispering almost. Yeah. He said, the doctor hasn't given me long. Yeah. What should I do? You know, I said to him, commit fraud. because the judge will give you nine years (laughs) that's gospel truth and he laughed like Uh. a drain and I laughed and then uh, he said to me please come and see me I said I'll be there as soon as I'm finished the show I'm coming yeah Um, and I remember walking out on stage and I do this in this talk that I do about life and I went out on stage and imagine this my brother told me he's going to die I've got 750 people in the auditorium yeah as I put the phone down, they say, ladies and gentlemen, Really? Yeah. Barry Hilton. Yeah. So there was three things I could have done. I could have said, no, I'm not going out. You tell them that my brother's sick and I'm not doing it.
0: Yeah, something's happened. I yeah. could have
3: gone out and halfway through said, I can't do the shit. Yeah. Or I could go out and honor my brother
0: and, and give
3: him horns. Yeah. Give them horns. Bill. And I, I chose the latter one. But that was all done in a split second. I did it. So I walked out on stage and I told that exact story. And that's how I started my show, talking about my butt. Some mm. people actually got up and walked out and they sort of said I was disgusting and you know, I'm mocking no. people with cancer and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, mm. but they were wrong.
0: It's um, your story. But it's, it was, your, <coughs> it's your decision, yeah.
3: Yeah, but once again, you know, that comes back to, like we were talking about movies and actually mm. stars that are becoming, they've, they've done it. Mark Wahlberg, but he was like nothing. Look at him now mm. because he never gave up. Yeah, Never, ever, ever gave up. And you know how tough it was for me to go out on stage and do that 75 minutes?
0: I'm sure. Shit,
3: but it was terrible, terrible, terrible. And eventually I stopped my show after 75 minutes. I said, look, yeah. I've got to go backstage because I'm going to cry. Yeah. And I went backstage and I sobbed.
0: Well, sure. Um, not to not to bring this wound up again, but um, I appreciate you ch- chatting to me now where once again you've got a close friend. Yep. That is suffering Very now. At, literally, as of you know, when you arrive to, yep. to say hi, and I appreciate your professionalism in still wanting to do this this conversation with a stranger. You know, yeah, I've never met. Well, I mean, and, you're
3: a good act. You know, you, and I,
0: I appreciate you taking the time and. And I, know, being I, I like to thank you for
3: writing my script. For me. <laughs> Sorry, ADHD.
0: One one thing I could perhaps recommend for you: uh, we like to find videos that you can rent. Yes, because that's what you've done—you've popped in to rent something. Perhaps you'd be interested in a film called *The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry*. It's a very delightful film. It's based on a book. I don't know whether you've seen it. And a little bit similar to that moment where your brother said, "Come and visit me," and you said, "Okay, I'm coming." Oh, and that was his pilgrimage. He, he, it's, it's set in a little town and a uh, husband and wife, they're old older and he finds out that one of his coworkers uh, has got cancer and he's about to write her a letter to say, I'm very sorry to hear about this, but he realizes he doesn't know, quite know what to say. And then he says, you know what? I'm going to come and s- see her. You realize there's more to it, more to her, more to their history, more to Everything unravels and unfolds, which is what makes the movie great. But he literally just starts walking in his little town. And he walks to – it takes him weeks. But he, he, he keeps it. checking in with, with this friend to say, I'm, I'm coming. Okay. And, and the, the hospice start reporting back that her, the, her condition's stable. It's improving. It's cool because she's living in some kind of hope.
3: Waiting, yeah. You know?
0: Well, just to see him. It, there's like a goal. There's a deadline. Mm-hmm. It's just such a nice spin on what could otherwise be quite a sad story with something like cancer.
3: Can I tell you a story? Please do. There's a family who use me all the time to pass messages to their friends. Okay. This morning, before we got there, I've got it on video. I'll show you after this. Thing. They phoned up Sandy and said, listen, were me of them. He's very not well, he's got diabetes. I mean he had a bad fall, he's in hospital, he's in intensive care. Hmm. and basically, he said, "I really need to hear Barry Hilton. It's true.
0: hectic. Yeah. Have, so, have you met them in real no, life? Or no. did you just, no, no, you no, just no. send the message. No, I'll show you the video.
3: So I sent him a message.: Yeah And uh, it's quite amazing. I think to myself, How lucky am I that there's this Bali he's got diabetes he's probably not gonna make it yeah but he was interested in getting a message from me yeah how lucky am I yeah you know so people don't realize the other side of the coin for for artists we are humans
0: no, and I, I, I've that's that's come up for me a few times. I'm, I play in a
3: band. You said so every now and again. He's told s- me about twelve times second week. I think he's <laughs> trying to get an agent. Or...
0: <laughs> every <laughs> now and again we get the message? But well, that's my girlfriend's birthday. She's the biggest oh, yeah. fan, and yeah,
3: yeah. biggest you know, fan, and, biggest and, fan.
0: and the, all those things. But but what I love is funny enough. What I wanted to get to is the is when people want to propose to their partner at the bioscope.
3: Oh, I've had that. <laughs> well,
0: I just love the fact that my venue gets to be. Part Imagine of their, that, their story. You that's know?
3: fantastic. People are sitting here in these really cock chairs <laughs> <laughs> from a from a Cortina or something. Like that. Mo- mostly very VW very Polos. very clever idea. But you. Yeah. but uh, you know how what an honor that is for you Sure. that somebody wants to propose to somebody in front of uh, forty eight complete strangers. Sure.
0: Sometimes it's in front of people. Sometimes they just hire it out. Oh, it's just it? the two of them. And then I on one or two occasions I've even had to act and go. Oh, I guess it's just you
3: guys. (laughs) Do you know, there's a thing. Sandy and I went to Vegas. I was invited to go to Vegas to work at Harris. Okay. And Sandy and I went to Vegas. We left young Jack with his granny. That was the last time we've ever left him. We'll never leave him again. Um, We got remarried in the oh, chapel cool. with uh, Elvis by Elvis and if anybody's out there listening go to see uh, uh, on on YouTube Barry Hilton Vegas wedding oh it's on video yeah oh, it's cool. funny man just
0: and, what re-giving re your vows or... yeah
3: yo, what they do is they they um, they dress you up you our suit shoes socks everything Sandy a, a lady came to dress Sandy up um, in the hotel room Lovely makeup she looked like a tart from Tijuana <laughs>
0: But she you, was great. You you cro- you got it across the border. Yeah. yeah
3: and then we, now then we had to uh we did this whole vibe That's and cool. we were married by an Elvis impressionist. That's awesome. It was hug, 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 Burn in love. That's lovely. Um,
0: perhaps my last question because Shem I don't want to oh, keep please you don't no,
3: Where am I going? But I'm here until Wednesday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um we have one of the last films we, we talk about, which is um the, the 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 film you could settle down with. Um the the film that would sort of always be with you like your all time favorite film what what do you think that could be you might you, maybe you haven't um, I did I actually thought about it may, maybe you haven't all even met all time that.
3: favorite film
0: it, it wasn't in the, the the lists you gave me we've covered those ones
3: yeah so my all time favorite film is probably
0: you know the one you can kind of yeah, keep yeah, coming, yeah. Back yeah. coming back to yeah
3: come back to let me can I have a minute no of course <laughs> um, my all time favorite film. There's so many. I just enjoy movies. The Godfather's series. There we go. Okay. The best. The Godfather, because it shows you, once again, coming from nothing. They come from nothing. They did what they had to do. Um, uh. And then how it, because the one scene when Al Pacino is now the, the head, the man, and uh, he's in hospital for something. I think his daughter got sick. And he said, "Like, I want to get out. I've tried to get out. It comes back, and it comes back." And he had a diabetic uh, uh, He went into a coma very quickly, and they gave him sugar. He collapsed, and he did oh, all fuck. of that. As stuff.
0: an actor, he had this collapse on
3: set. No, that was it. That was the scene he played. Oh, that was the scene. Sorry. And then, have you seen the first? And one. you can't get. You must watch it. You hmm. can't get out. You know, and that was I thought. Mm. You have to get out before you get to that level. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You have to. I'm, I, I've got out of this. I mean, you know, you start off, you want to be the best in the world. Yeah. Didn't happen. I'm good enough. Very popular comic. I'm very blessed about that. I think
0: you're amazing. Yeah.
3: But I was talking to some people last night. I'm at the level, I'm Barry Hilton. Uh, whatever. But I can still sit down at a table in a restaurant and have a chat to a family. Yeah. What a great space I'm in. Yeah. So, you know, so like the one with Robert. Uh, with, with uh, Al Pacino in The Godfather, he'd passed that already. He'd gone yeah. past. and his, his, He was his, no longer sort of completely anonymous. Yeah, he was... Just, no, he was The Godfather. Yeah, and sure. so all the crap that was happening in the families came back to him all the time, all yeah, the time. Yeah. And he was desperately trying to get out. In the last scene, they actually try and assassinate him, but they shoot his daughter instead, Shit. accidentally. Shit. And that was... I was like, oh my God. Um, There's a sign. I don't want to get to there. Really, because yeah. you don't want to get to that level where somebody that you really love suffers yeah. because of that. Yeah, That was that was a message I got. It was like,
0: there, was a, there was a great anecdote that gets told of Mario Puzo, Puzo, how have you pronounced his Mario name, Puzo, the guy, yeah. who, who wrote the book, yeah. who, who then helmed the screenplay. Yes. But he'd never known how to do a screenplay. Yeah. He, he knew nothing about screenplays or writing for screenplays. I don't even think he knew much as an author, but he put this book together because it was around him. Um, he then thought once the first Godfather had come out, he thought, shit, I should perhaps go to some kind of training, some screenwriting training. Yeah. And apparently in the class, they said, lesson number one, read The Godfather. <laughs> really? <laughs> As to how to write screenplays. And he's like, I came here to fucking learn how to.
3: Really? <laughs> and
0: apparently, that's the story.
3: That's amazing. And you know, some, you get method actors and you get stupid actors like me, you know, I could never, oh God, I go mad. Have you seen how Pacino, he's a brilliant, 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 brilliant method actor. But I think the the biggest ever is that guy's retired now. Daniel day Daniel Day-Lews. Yeah. He actually, when he did um, uh, Lincoln, yeah. I watched that movie. It was great. My wife will not watch movies like that.
0: He I sort of think. stays in it the whole time. Yeah, Everyone has. It was to that did. four
3: that four days of Lincoln's, the last four days of his life, yeah. up until when he got shot. And he actually, months before or whatever, he starts preparing and he becomes that person. He's the most yeah. hectic method actors and he would actually people had to address him as president yeah yeah it was the way it was was he's brilliant actor but i mean you know that's so intense man yeah you're
0: gonna get like it seems a lot yeah did you ever watch tropic thunder did you enjoy robert Downey jr isn't that
3: weird isn't that weird they seem to get away with the 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 gay thing and the black thing and yeah, this thing. The because I think it was just so tongue in cheek. Yeah. But is it because, was it because it was Robert Downey Jr.? I don't know. You know, but,
0: but I think, I think it was what, highlighted how ridiculous it was yes, that he was I doing so, it. Yeah. And I think also There was a Im, black ima- character. Imagine next if to him. we can
3: get that. Imagine if we can get back to that part of society where, dude, you ha- it's fine, whatever you are, it's cool by me. Yeah. But laugh with me, don't laugh at me. Yeah. I think that's the vibe. But would be like imagining the world could get to that.
0: Yeah, I someone once put it quite nice. They said in a lot of the cases we're we're going through the birthing pains of it. Yeah. And there'll be casualties. There'll be unnecessary casualties. There'll be very deserving casualties. Awesome. Uh, um and we'll, we'll probably happens. come out the other side with like an inclusive world where someone feels they've yeah. looked after. And it's not overdone. It's not underdone.
3: You know, It's done right. People don't choose their bodies. It's genetic. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's people out there that's genuinely having a hard time living within their body and they know that they're, they're the wrong person. Yeah, That's very sad. But I think the world should actually help them and understand their needs and yeah. all that. I believe that. No, at the, at the
0: core of it but is… But don't tell me that I have
3: to… Yeah, no, no. That's to me. That's wrong.
0: That's part of the, this birthing pain is yeah. uh, is, you know, getting so much flack from the people that aren't affected.
3: Can I, on uh, Actually, we were in Cardiff, and uh, we were, I was doing some shows in the glee clubs all around the country last two years ago, and uh, we went to this hotel, and there was a six foot three person who was clearly a male, sure, stubble and all that, but dressed cool. completely as a female and obviously they were comfortable cool and, yeah and you know i, I forget i forget the, the, the lady's name now call it sharon i don't know what it was okay and i went downstairs the one day and and she was there and i said hey sharon you know can, and the the look that she gave me was wow this understands understands." understand hmm I, I spoke to her about it i said why did you? She says because a lot of people go, uh, Sh- Sh- Sharon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I said, I, I said to her, that's wrong. Yeah, that's your choice. What you want to be. Yeah, and I'm respecting your choice. Yeah. And what a lovely person she yeah. was. Yeah, for the we were there three or four days. She was just the most lacquer person. Yeah, and but imagine living in that sort of sure, you know, being ridiculed and being this and that's bullshit. Man.
0: Um, I've really enjoyed watching Queer Eye. On on Netflix. Uh, uh, I I didn't think it was for me from a. a uh, It it had passed by me for seasons and seasons, but for some reason we switched it on and we were addicted. And myself and my partner have just been rewatching seven Uh, seasons. It's good. And it's delightful. And there's one or two characters. A female, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just
3: for the note, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) the partner is a female.
0: (laughs) Leslie is a is a woman, um, and but on on um, and there's a character Jonathan who does the who who specializes in the in the grooming of of the person, which is now no longer just a a man. It used to be queer eye for the straight guy, and now it can be they can they can come over and renovate anyone. Um, and first few times you're like, okay, he's a lot. He wears outrageous clothing. He has a beard. I think he wants to, is being referred to as a him, um, but is often in female clothing. And after a while, you're like, "Cool, what a nice guy!" <laughs> and he becomes your friend after a couple of episodes. Yeah, but,
3: but that's the whole vibe. You see, too many people. Yeah. For instance, when I wanted to move in with my first wife, we wanted to move in. My father, who was a pseudo Catholic, yeah, went.
0: Not
3: until you made. married. Dilly. You're going to move out of this house, it'll be to get married. You're yeah. not living in sin and bring this house this re- in ill repute and done. Yeah, yeah. What a lot of shit that was. But it's So stupid. we got married. Stupid.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Sorry, Janice, again. I'm so, it, it was my <laughs> fault. It's not your fault. Yeah, the circumstances... We're lucky that we got a beautiful Tracy. Yeah. It's my fault. It's my fault.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, so... But how stupid was that? You know, you... So just because a guy is queer... Um, and comes to your house and says, listen, do this and this and this and this. As a bloke, are you supposed to say, no, but I'm not listening to you. Yeah. And then when the person's done that thing, you go like, oh, wow. Yeah.
0: no, Wow.
3: That's power.
0: Uh, um, speaking of interesting people working behind the desk at a place, I thought I could maybe share this one story because we're yeah. talking about people with interesting, um, you know, unique disabilities. Uh, we checked in as a band to a city lodge, and there was this like not – young like intern it, it it felt like i was speaking well the, the person appeared as a child like a like a nine-year-old dressed dressed in a suit doing things logging me in checking me in and i and it was just him and i was like
3: This is very strange. Did you try to do the spelling for him?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was really odd. And and at one point I said to him, and I think perhaps this was your approach with Sharon, which was like an open, honest conversation. I just said, I'm sorry, man, but I just have to ask, how old are you? And he said, no, I'm in my 30s. So he obviously has a growth, some development, physical development issue. But and I think we had a nice rapport, and I understood, and I was very happy to interact with him for the rest of the
3: well. Imagine the, the living check-in. in that in that guy's body for a day. Yeah, you'll come out Shit. on the different side. You'll think, "Shit!" Bro.
0: Well, everyone's going to think you're this five year. Like he looked like he was like seven or eight, and I sort of went back to the band, and I was like, "So funny thing, <laughs> <laughs> no um, no
3: facial hair, nothing. Looked
0: like a child, it was like a nine year old, and I was like." Are you, are you qualified to See, that's do how this?
3: complex that's how complex the human body is. Yeah. Who's to say, you know, we, we there's this fighting about X, Y, and Z. Okay. How do you know, Bru? Unless you unless you are that person.
0: Yeah.
3: What gives you the right to make the decision? Yeah. You know, those people you know and I, everybody has a right, but they must be c- cool. I, I dig it. Yeah. People have got to be who they are. Yeah. Do you know there's a one of my favourite movies. Now we just made me think about this. Birdcage. Oh lovely. With Robin Williams and Nathan
0: Smith. Nathan Nathan.
3: When he, when he does yes. the toast.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was an absolute hysterical movie. Yeah. Because there's Robin Williams who was is a man and he'd made a child. But he was gay. And he loved the Zush and he was doing the the dancing and all that yeah. stuff. But when the when Gene Hackman came, who yeah. was the senator. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he was like, "Oh, baby." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and the whole premise that was, was that
3: so funny. Was that they had to
0: sort of dumb down the yeah. the the gayness? Yes. When the when the sons <laughs> and now he taught him to walk. <laughs> yeah, teaching old oh, Nathan's man, character. that was
3: so funny, but it was it, was it, really... that was a French play, wasn't it, or the French? Could have been yeah. Le Cage aux Folles. Yeah. That I'm sounds, sure that's it. That sounds about like right. Alpha. I'm sure that it's that's a, like a, it was a cabaret. You know, the, like the Moulin Rouge? Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. One of those vibes. Uh, <laughs> funny, man. Great.
0: Croissant. I'm just saying French words now. Croissant.
3: Oh, yeah. Croissant. Citron.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Pure Jean. laughs> we. I. I worked a little bit in advertising, speaking about jobs that you know you don't want to do for the rest of your life. And uh, we had that. Uh, we worked on that account. And they taught us how to pronounce it. I can't get it right. I think you said it right.
3: What? Peugeot. 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 It's the same as a Renault.
0: Renault.
3: I drive a Renault. You
0: have a little bit of French inadvertently in you because your mom was Mauritian.
3: Yeah. Born from that sort of thing. I think they came from France to Mauritius and became sort of like culturally mixed. Mm. And I, I do believe, well, yeah, I do believe all I know. My Mother was from a mixed background. Mm. Um, quite sad that I only found out after she died. Oh, really? That was the situation in South Africa. It was like, um, no, don't, because my father was very protective of that.
0: Okay, so she, so she, she classified, classified you, herself as white.
3: But well, no, she was white. Sure, but she, you, but her brother was classified as, if you will, say, coloured. And I have, I have family in Joburg,
1: yeah. all right,
3: who. I've got my mother's maiden name Liver, who I've I've seen once. And that's what how the the apartheid government messed up families. Yeah. So it's wrong, eh? Shit. So yeah, I do every morning. You, what? I do every morning. Do what? You, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so um sorry, I was to So my no. mum, yeah. When when I look at pictures of my mum now, I go like, oh yeah, wow. Yeah, that's cool but I mean she's my mom she's great I yeah, have a jaw, so yeah we were really messed up in this country not that we're not messed up now but I'm saying we were really really messed up by yeah. this minority of folks who just controlled everything
0: I think um, I've, I've said to a few people that South Africans very much used our humour to navigate
3: yeah and, without and, a
0: doubt and I'd love to just speak on behalf of myself now to say that you were a very big part of that I think you contributed. Your work helped us helped us navigate those things. You think? Definitely. No, I'm, you you don't get Can a say. Just... It, you don't get a say in this. But I, but I think wow. everyone everyone who was putting out satirical observational material from M- Madam and Eve, everyone it 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 helped South Africa transition together.
3: It's well, quite emotional for me. Though.
0: No, and it I just really think, is
3: that. I mean, I, I think, know, you think of you think every that. time
0: the fucking food gets served on an airplane because of oh, your wow. your chicken or duck joke. <laughs> it's how we it's how Jeez. we navigated things. It's well, how we. Well, if used the people out
3: one. there think that, then thank you. That's the greatest honor I could ever receive in my whole life. Thank you.
0: No, and you and you are, are, are you're on the wish list. That's Don't why you.
3: I'm, he- I'm very emotional.
0: <laughs> That's why you here for me. I wanted to to um. Get to know and have the chance to chat with the with the the people that have been important and that's why you that's why you here for me
3: <laughs> right now, so thank you for that I thought it was for the money person but <laughs> no, I mean, you know what that is so profound that you've said that to me it's like how do I deserve that sort of accolade it's quite amazing you know because i just i'm I'm who I am
0: no and I think that's part of what's made it I'm
3: quite emotional <laughs> so it's okay um
0: that's part of yeah that's that's part of what's been your success, I guess, is that there has been this. I'm just doing me, yeah, and that's the most important thing.
3: That's very important. Wow. And you've never compromised. I didn't realize. That. I didn't realize that I've been such an influence. Wow!
0: Not even when you got your lifetime achievement award. No, because <laughs> I was
3: I was upset that I didn't win the comedian of the year award. Um, yeah, no, yeah, you know, people. You said that to me now. Honestly and direct. And a lot of people go like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People talk to yeah. talk. Yeah. You know? I've really, you've really made uh-huh. me emotional about this because when my wife points out to me so many times, we out, Sandy will say, Barry, those people are looking at you. Mm. And I stop and I go to the people and I say, Hey, how's that, man? What's your name? Mm. What's this? What's that? And they say things like that to me all the time. But I just think I was thinking it was like, Yeah, let's just say that to Barry. Because they're there, there. Yeah, yeah. This is, it but feels but like wow, this you've really, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you, Saraviga, Thank you. I really yeah. do appreciate it.
0: No, it's wow. You've brought such great joy in the world. It's it's lovely, and that's what I. That's why I love the fact that as the bioscope, we do as much comedy as we can because it just lines the, the walls with juju. It, it gives. Yeah, it's great. You
3: know, and I tell you, I, I do a course that I've written, uh, no not course, a, a talk, an inspirational talk about my life. Okay. With my battles with depression, serious like suicidal type that level, yeah uh, terrible anxiety, um, dyslexia, like mad, and of course, as you've you worked out in the first <laughs> twenty seconds ADhD yeah, I wrote it because I'd spent some time in a clinic, and I realized, hold on dude, i am 't skip right I was wrong i was I was hooked on sleeping tablets and shit like that, and it just made me mull and eventually I went to a clinic, my wife helped me I went to a clinic. And when I was in the clinic, things sort of, the clouds cleared a bit. And I sort of accepted the fact that I'm nuts. I accepted the fact that I interrupt people in their conversation. I accepted the fact that I can't spell a lot of things. Yeah. Just that that time I spent in the clinic was like quite amazing because it made me realize, shit, I'm not the only one here. You know, there's loads. And the fact, so I do this talk. It's called My Life in 3D. You just have a look at it. Yeah. And, um, I've made it about all these anecdotes Anecdotes that's happened to me in my life. That one story about my brother, that's one of the things. Yeah. And I usually end up crying when I tell that story. I really yeah. do. Um, but then I show people how to turn it and use humor to turn it around. So you have a choice. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have a choice. So I'll give you an example. My friend Steve, who's on his way out, he's terrible. So I was talking to his wife and she's not in a good place at all like that. And she said to me, "She so Mrs. Steve. You know, that he's he had this dry, mm. dark, dark humour. And she said, I wish I could just hear Steve say something like that again. Yeah. So I said to her, What are you doing on Thursday? <laughs> and she like loved. She said to me, Why you want me? I said, Yeah, why not? So she said that's exactly how Steve looked at his life. He was just mm. so he's actually he phoned me this morning. He okay. was quite sad and he said, Will you please do a, a thing for me I said of course it's what you do eh?
0: yeah Wait, send a video or send no, a, no 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 I'm going to do, do a fundraiser for you in Zim. do a fundraiser okay?
3: but if you think life is shit how's this there's my mate Steve I love him very much he's in hospital he's got serious cancer and he's, he's it's not long two weeks ago his daughter was involved in a horrific horrific smash in Zim. Yeah, she's got bleeding on the brain she's got this <laughs> she's got that she's got that so Steve went from saying to his wife Okay, I'm gonna clock out now. It's just too really... shit. I can't go yet. Yeah, I need to know that he's she's okay. hanging on now until he. I think when she gets out of this thing, she's gonna make it. It's gonna be a long, long time. Yeah. And I think once Steve knows that his daughter is going to be okay. Yeah. I really believe he's gonna say.
0: Okay, thanks.
3: I messed up. Is that bro? But Jesus. I mean, it's not. That's life. Eh? People don't realize how. Fuck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nobody. Listen, man. I, when I,
3: yeah, I'm emotional. But thank you very much. And I, thanks. Yeah, uh, if I've if I've ever upset anybody out there in the whole world, I really didn't mean it. I'm serious. I didn't. Sure. I didn't mean it. You know, I've done some stupid things in my life, and it's, it's things are flooding into me now from the stuff you said. So yeah. if, I, if I've upset people, if I've been too sharp, too abrasive, no, I'm sorry, guys. I'm no, sorry.
0: I think your legacy is perfectly intact. Yeah.
3: A lot of people bump up to me and they say to me oh, Barry, You're a legend. And my always answer is, so is <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very blessed. You really made me. Thanks. I'm really emotional. And Thank you so much.
0: Let's leave it on that. Do Thank we get
3: you. paid for. Can I find my agent?
0: Yeah, we'll sort <laughs> it out. <laughs> okay.
3: Thank you very much. Thanks, Perry. And wow, I want to come and do some shows here. I think it'll be amazing. How about to a week? You. We can do a yes. week here. Yes. It'll be a jewel. We'll set it up. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right,
0: what a lovely, what a lovely chat, what a lovely dude. He is—he's um, very ADD, as he as he uh, confesses um, throughout the episode. So uh, it does bounce around, but if you keep up with him, I think there's there's such a genius mind there. There's such a great character, and as I said, he's a he's a national treasure.
1: It's his cousin.
0: He's everybody's cousin. He's our cousin, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I think it's just interesting to put this episode out now because we've got this feeling of of kind of national pride this week. We're all very sort of proud of our country and thinking about our patriotism. And here was this episode with a guy where I I think he's a national treasure. And he really appreciated hearing that. And it felt like a very genuine moment. And I think we must look after these people. We must look after our national treasures. And we made we made a handful more this week. I mean, all these guys, especially the guys that have now won two World Cups. I mean, it's just and <laughs> it's, feet so, feet state it's uh, so much more than fucking sport. It's so much more than rugby. It
1: is. Are it they is. doing
0: like a tour this week? They will. No, that'll always be on the cards. And um, it's just great that that's going to happen. Did you watch it, Gad?
2: I mean, I was there. Okay. In, in the room.
0: <laughs> Where did you watch <laughs> it? Or what was the vibe?
2: So at Friends of Ours, this lady who my girlfriend's who Jess is going to go work with. So we went, they just up the road. And because I was the least enthusiastic, I was the bra for the first time ever. Oh, God. So, yeah. And I think I did a pretty good job.
0: Did Do you know you ca- the bra- did you meat? Did you I, candy I, I, the meat? I
2: did it. Everyone was impressed. Okay. Do yeah. you
0: cook that kind of stuff? Yeah. I just go by smell. Okay. I'm like, yeah, it's, that's good. Take it off. (laughs) (laughs) Never in all my years would I put dad in charge of the bra.
2: Never. Like, it's my first time. I was like, I think I'm going to do this. I did the thing where you hold your hand above and I'm like, oh, five seconds. I think it's ready now. Yeah. That's the only thing I know about a bra.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look at you go. There was a point in the second half where I was with my family um, on this trip. And uh, there was a point where myself and my mom just went outside and spoke (laughs) Because there was a point in the second <laughs> half where I was like, I, I, I can't watch. It's too... It's too intense. It's too intense. It's
1: too hectic, yeah. And you, yeah. where were you? I was at home okay. watching the rugby on SABC Sport because I, as we discussed last time, I actually don't have any um, streaming services that... Well, I have the streaming services, but not the packages that would provide okay. live sport for me. Yeah. And I was just blown away with those commentators that Why? each speak like five languages or something. It's insane.
0: And they were speaking them all at the same time?
1: Well, they'll, they'll switch. So they will be like, you know, whoever was going for whatever, and then they'll switch over to Afrikaans, just or they'll show there, over to like yeah. Zulu, and like seamlessly.
0: That's amazing. And same fluently.
1: Did. Yeah, I think there's like three commentators or two. I couldn't really. I was just trying to focus on the game and trying to figure out what's going on while, yeah. you know, some languages would just switch. And then I'd be like, okay, now I really have to pay attention because there's no one telling me what's going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um it was lovely and, and yeah. So yay, and we all woke up on Sunday um feeling happy for ourselves, a little hungover. But then we, we saw some very sad news. Yeah. At least for me, on Sunday morning.
1: Totally. Especially um, following last week's episode that we were just talking about.
0: Yeah. When we of course are talking about Matthew Perry passing away. Yeah. Chandler from Friends. And I think you know I think what were you saying, Gaddy? You you didn't know the extent of his. Yeah, so I mean, in all the
2: eulogies and that sort of thing, like he went through hectic. Um, well, he was addicted to opioids. Mm. It was from a ski accident, and then you know he could just never get off of it. Mm. And you know, he went through. I think there was cocaine as well. Well, besides yeah. that, um, sure. I mean, he said there were years of the, of the shooting friends he, he does he has no recollection of.
0: Yeah, and he can he no. can look back on them and know like the, the basically the skinny seasons mm. were when he was his kind of least healthy. And then yeah. he put on weight for some of the other ones, and that was when he was doing well.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I mean, also just speaking of TV shows, Painkillers, if you haven't seen that, I think it's on Netflix. It's oh, unbelievably... Oh, uh,
0: Pain Hustlers.
1: No, Painkillers. Oh. And it's actually about... Um, Oxy to- Oxycontin. Yeah. And the effects of that. And it's kind of the same.
0: There's there's a film that's Horrible just come addiction. out which I think is called The Pain Hustlers. Oh, okay. And that's about the salespeople and and just oh. how ridiculous a documentary of money they made. No, it's a film, it's it's got some famous folk in it.
1: No, this is a mini series. It's yeah. like a limited little series.
0: Of... No, and there's dope Sick. There's a lot of that. Yeah. <clears throat> One of the best portraits of that kind of addiction. Mm. is um, a film called A Good Person with Florence Pugh, and it was made by Zach Braff oh, of Scrubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I couldn't oh, finish Zach it. It was
2: Braff. just too much for me.
0: Really well, you must endure because when you come out the other side, it's it's great, but there is certainly a, a point where that film gets fucking
1: intense. Yeah, so it's a just, World Cup win and a global loss.
0: Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, you guys then um, went... To an interesting career oh gosh i was <laughs> yes. away, otherwise, I would have loved to have joined mm. um w- tell me about it, so we saw freelance the film freelance yeah. with John Cena
1: yes, so he plays this um well he's become a lawyer, he's settled to become a lawyer, and um he previously was like in the the military and special forces special forces sorry, yeah. and then he he basically gets recruited by an old buddy that that started this private detail company. And then he has to be a detail to this kind of
2: a journalist interviewing yeah. the president of this made up country in South America. And yeah. okay. he's kind of like a dictator.
0: All right. And the journalist is Alison Bree, who we know from community and a bunch of other things. Glow. Glow. Yeah, she's yeah. the
1: classic kind of cheese Bree.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she's <laughs> relatively annoying, I find. <laughs> I find. I, well, I, I, I but think it's so like she's the characters she plays. Yeah, the yeah. characters she plays, and and also to be honest, in some of the podcast interviews uh-huh. with her, I, I do find her a little grating. But <clears> I, I appreciate her. I think she's great and talented, and of course her character in Community um, is perfect because it's this kind of goody two shoes. Yes, and and that's what I kind of know her as. Any, and in, and in glow. And in uh, Glow, also like a real go-getter, real yeah, way tough too enthusiastic. Tenacious, and Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. I think she plays extra.
0: quite a true-to-herself character in Glow. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Just, just quite tenacious. Um, but okay, overall, pretty,
1: so pretty so pretty the TV <laughs> movie. Eh? So the
2: trailer <laughs> made this movie look hilarious. Okay.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: But it was like, at some point, it was like, is this written by an AI? Oh really Oh,
1: yeah. oh, wow, I didn't even think of that. Yes. So it starts off quite well, and then you like the title sequences, it's like, wow, it almost looks kind of first-person shooty kind of vibe, and everything is POV of this guy that's telling oh. us the, and, it, and you think, wow, they've put a lot of effort into this." And then afterwards, I thought to myself, well, you know, title sequences are usually made by a different production company.
0: Okay., yeah. so, they, <laughs> so they, they were very good at that.
1: They were great at that. And then we got into the film, and then it's a little bit of B-grade acting. I think they ran out of budget, and they—I don't know.
0: Do you think? Uh, do you think it would be a good Netflix-y movie when no. it comes out? Okay. No. All right.
1: Okay. No, you can watch it in the cinema, and that's what's great about cinema. You can watch it in the cinema, and you'll have a great time. I think Gad and I had a, a good time laughing at it.
2: Okay. Yeah, I was um, saying to Christine, if I was watching this by myself at home, I would have turned off after fifteen minutes,
1: uh, and that's generous. I would have turned off after five.
0: Okay, but the cinema <laughs> means you got to watch to the end.
1: Yeah, I would have defaulted to Friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, but okay. and then also well, just weapon use. You know, I, I'm, I'm just always a big. I'm quite pedantic when it comes to little things like that, that you can get right. You can't shoot off the hip with a friggin' AK-47. Oh, and you
0: know this? How do you know this?
1: Well, you know, just... Have you, you know, done some
0: weapons training?
1: I have not, but you have to do some research as an actor. And you have to do some... I mean, also, I mean, Call of Duty. <laughs> okay, know? no and yeah, it's okay. a And it's a shoulder-mounted gun. And it's well, highly accurate. Yes, it's highly accurate okay. up to like 400 meters from your shoulder. Well, you cannot... You're not discharging a friggin' AK-47. I'm just
2: proper like Arnold Schwarzenegger commando stuff. Really?
0: Okay, <laughs> well, that <laughs> just shows you the movie the movie vibe of it. Um, but I think it's very <laughs> interesting that um, on set there is a person who, and I met someone once when I was yes. young, when I was in high school, I met someone who was an armourer.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And,
0: and they, very have, important. they have a very important job. And one of the most important jobs is making these kind of more pansy, left, often leftist, opt, often liberal actors, yes, um, be able to convincingly hold and shoot guns. Yes. Which yeah. they might not normally do.
1: This was Especially unbelievably- if
0: they live in LA or New York. <laughs> they're not, you know, they're not Texans or whatever. Yes. Obviously, everyone's different. But yes. he said one of the main challenges is trying to get these more... Just you know,
1: untrain- it's untrained. Untrained mm-hmm. people
0: to look like... Because not just... They don't just have to shoot... Yeah, in the case of John Cena, he's got to look like he was a special forces guy. Exactly. So he's got to get the the gun training that you would and the familiarity that a special yes. forces guy. Would. I've if played you, enough if you Call of
1: Duty to know that an AK forty seven cannot be shot from the hip. You have can't. You,
0: have you shot an AK forty seven in real life?
1: No, I have shot rifles, and okay. I quite enjoy discharging weapons. I don't have my own gun, but I do enjoy. It's actually quite stress relieving to shoot like 100%. a nine ball, nine mil. Have yeah. you shot
0: an AK-47? I haven't shot any guns. Okay. Ever? No. Okay. I went to a firing range once with okay. friends yeah. and held the AK-47 and literally was like, take it back. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and was then, this that weekend away with Alistair? Uh, no, that was rifles. This was um, okay. yeah. with Jacques and Adrian, who are two friends who own an Jacques owns the studio that Straw always rehearses and okay. records at. And Adrian was a good friend who helped for a bit on one of the albums. He's a great musician and now an academic. And um, we wanted to have. The, we called it our Man Day. <laughs> where we, <laughs> yeah. where we, I should you not? Yeah. Bought Bill Tongue and went to a drive uh, a shooting, shooting range. range. Um, and then and then I was like, I saw them shoot the AK forty seven. I was like, okay, give it back. And I, I shot once and was like, oh my god, I totally get it. Yeah, I totally fucking get it. Yeah, it was so much fun.
1: No, it's it's the, and the most stress relieving thing. It's but like specifically
0: AK forty seven, there's a reason why it's you know it's been the one, the chosen mm. rifle of many a military coup across the world, yeah, especially since Africa, because since it's
1: nineteen forty seven. Just such an easy,
0: well made gun. It's like the sort of Toyota Corolla of <laughs> automatic
1: <laughs> rifles. Wow. Yeah, yeah no it's, it's yeah so to just yeah you know, watch somebody like take out I don't know five guys in a row with high accuracy from the hip no yeah
2: I said so was a bit silly and then the villains yeah. were the South Africans oh yes oh, but, but really. the
1: main villain is played like I'm sure Arnold Fosler read the script and went hell no Amard. and then they got like his lesser known older brother Gerald Fosluer, to it, play this it no, wasn't really yeah no yeah, it yeah. wasn't really were people
0: were people putting on <laughs> Accents or were they South African? Yes,
1: no, actually, okay, so it's a New Zealand actor. His name is, um, what's it, Marton Marton Sokaz or something. Excuse me if I'm mispronouncing it. But he actually put on a relatively convincing South African okay. accent. I feel like an Australian I mean, so or New accents. Zealander
0: or perhaps an English, like, they could do it. Yes. Americans have got fucking no clue what we sound like. No, but, but there's the also the so world, many.
1: So, like, with everywhere else, there's so many accents.
0: No, but, the, but like, Australians, New Zealanders, like, think yes. of this last weekend with the rugby. Like, they're yes. familiar with South Africans. Yes. They, they <laughs> you know, if they they know about us, we play yes. sport across the year, be it cricket or or rugby and,
1: and a, a lot of, funny world.
0: Yeah, and a lot of South Africans do live in New Zealand. Yeah. I saw something this morning of a, a New Zealand um, media presenter sort of outside a stadium talking about, you know, reporting on the game and these drunk South Africans walk past and they're singing and sort of chirp her. And she goes, It can't for Stan. And she <laughs> 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 she's like, Yeah. yeah. I know, I, know I, underst- I understand Afrikaans. It's like, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. She probably is South African. Yeah.
2: But it was the kind of movie it's just like, You've just—it's totally unbelievable that th- this no, guy, that this dude can like fight John Cena. He's like this short, <gasps> fat, tubby dude, mm. and they're like literally doing hand-to-hand
0: combat. But they are ridiculous movies. But
1: was no, this but ridiculous? This, but not. No, this is not ridiculous this, in that sense. So, like God's saying, like, but there can be ridiculous
0: fun. Was this? But was this fun, or was it not?
1: They, they ripped off so many... And, uh, True Lies is one of my favourite action comedies of all yeah. time. And they ripped off True Lies so it's, many times. So like True Lies, lies
0: knows its silliness.
1: Yes, it understands that. I
0: and think this movie took it. itself quite seriously. Okay. Yes. And, then, and there was its downfall.
1: Yes, yeah, so okay. like, like Gad was saying, they're having hand t- like full-on combat.
0: And okay. John Cena
1: has got this guy in like a friggin' arm lock that would surely take anyone's... Shoulder out of its socket all right that doesn't disable him yeah. Tell, they, tell they roll them.
2: downstairs but yeah but let's not <laughs> yeah. let's not labor
0: on it, especially if it's not worth the 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 <laughs> the time um, uh, did you watch peacemaker? I love uh, peacemaker, which is john Cena's go at in the kind of d c world where he also in that case, it is silly, but he leans into it. No, he owns that. That show owns, is brilliant. He owns how kind of daft it is at times. You know, he does an action sequence in his like tidy whities. So it's like a
2: follow up to Suicide Squad, his uh, character. Okay. And then that's also James Gunn, who the, yeah. the new DC guy. So this is his. And, uh, he wrote and directed Peacemaker, Peacemaker as well. Okay. Peacemaker's on Showmax. Oh fab. Yeah, that's and it's got one of the most ridiculous opening titles. Yeah,
0: they do this like kind of coordinated dance sequence to this cool song and they Do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna hey? <laughs> it's, so no, it's, cool. it's, one, it's one of the few it's one of the few <laughs> T V show openings that I was always happy to watch. Yeah. You know, often you skip because they they're quite, you know, long and it's a sort of show like even ridiculous.
2: Jess was like, keen. that's when's a new episode? When's a new episode? And she doesn't like anything. Yeah. So yeah. She Did she
0: come? That. Did she come watch? Freelance. No,
2: she didn't make okay. that. She thank, was going to th- thank goodness. She would have hated it. I, w- I wouldn't have heard the end of that.
0: Yeah, no, Le- uh, mm. Leslie wouldn't have come to freelance.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to get her out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was quite excited to see it and um, okay. disappointed. Well, Sorry.
0: Um, last night we were watching Miss Americana, which okay. is the Taylor Swift film that's on Netflix. Okay. It's an older one which I think is interesting because, you know, the Eras Tour film is now in cinemas and it's in South Africa, which is cool. And I think it's also breaking all sorts of records. But it's very cool to go back and watch something like Miss Americana. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's such a great film. It's a great documentary. Obviously, it's a made by Taylor Swift, so she can dictate how it plays out. But I think it's a great chance for someone like her to give her take on these moments and how, I have seen and it. how she sort of shows her mental health. Yes, and how she endures and how she gets by. It's a, it's a great film. It's very much worth your time.
1: I actually have seen it. I for, I forgot, but I have seen it.
0: Can we uh, can Sorry. we talk about your your outfit today?
1: My outfit, <laughs> my fancy pants. Well, my, there's
0: the fancy pants, <laughs> but then there's also the T-shirt. I really appreciate the T-shirt. Oh, thanks. You've yeah, got a, it's like a sticker. As if you were attending an AA meeting. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. Hello,
1: my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. You kill Prepare my father. to die.
0: Which, of course, is from Princess Bride.
1: Yeah, one of the greatest films of all time.
0: Where did you get that shirt?
1: I ordered it online 10 years ago from a website called thinkgeek.com, which no longer exists. Yeah.
0: I had a, I had a watch from Think Geek.
1: Oh, I also have Pinky and the Brain socks, but these are from the Warner Brothers store in New York, I um, and I've had them since I was fifteen.
0: I went on the uh, <laughs> I went to the Warner Brothers <laughs> tour. Speaking yeah. of, just to cut back to Friends, I um, I went on the Warner Brothers tour when I was in LA, and they recreated the Friends coffee shop for you to sit in and take a photo. because oh, they had crazy. all the props,
2: you that's know.
1: So fun, everything.
0: Which is quite something to see. Mm. Um, anything else exciting?
2: I've been watching some more Gen V. I really oh, like that. Cool. It's so violent. It's it's amazing. <laughs> did it's, you ever watch the boys,
0: Chrissy? I did.
1: Okay. Did you like I, it? I got to a point where I was like, This is just now absurd and, and disgusting and couldn't go further. But okay. I enjoyed I enjoyed the like I think was it the first two seasons and then season three or whatever. I Took started. you a bit far. I was just like, Okay, this is this is just now. It's so much so cheap. It I got cheap it. for me.
2: I okay, love it. All right.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Gen V is delivering, huh?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then um, there was a show, also like in the same vein, called Invincible. Yes. Season two's coming out. I don't know if you ever saw that. That's okay, we spoke animated. about Invincible.
0: It was one of the first shows we actually spoke about when we started recording. It was one of the ones that first came up where I was like, oh, I didn't know that existed. Oh. And I think it was Cole that told me all about it. And I went and started watching it. It's so a, It's a cartoon.
1: Where's this? It's, it, it, it's, it's Amazon. In, oh, okay. It's on
0: Amazon, and so is Gen V. The yeah, boys Gen was Viana, like, yeah. yeah. You can always tell by the billboards who's got the budget, and of course Amazon's got the budget, and um, and you can see which shows they're pushing the hardest because they know they're doing well, and they want you. They want these to be the shows that have you take the take the subscription. So of course the Lord of the Rings show was the big one that they pushed for a long and now right. Gen V there's huge billboards for it
1: yeah and um, uh, yeah I just I, I think I finished recently not too recently but yeah I finished um, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel which oh, is I love that. very sweet oh the, and the last season yeah I think oh, I watched it, the
2: first two seasons I did not watched past that is yeah. it finishing now
1: it's finished yeah okay so I my one critique of the show is that the edit, uh, the the editing style, that changed in the last season, which which ticked me off a little bit. Oh really? So jumping between, um, it's not chronological like the first two seasons or uh, whatever.
0: They were they were obviously trying something a bit arty.
1: Yeah, which is like, but don't try that now. Don't now change a
0: winning formula, yeah, as we what? know from <laughs> rugby success. That was a famous <laughs> quote by uh, Jake White. Don't yeah, change the winning formula.
1: Yeah. So. We okay,
0: swim. marvelous, Mrs. Maisel is a great show. That's also on Amazon. <laughs> um, so, d- do you are know? they paying
1: us this week? No, proudly sponsored by they Prime. Should.
0: They clearly got the money. <laughs> um, um, and it's a sort of set in the fifties, sixties. Yeah, yeah 50s. Uh, tells the story of a of a of a woman who becomes a comedian, mm. and but she's a housewife. She sort of stumbles into it, and so she becomes this this comic. It's Lenny Bruce in the later seasons as
1: well. Yeah. Yeah, and so they they put her in
0: amongst famous comedians. So they put her into the history of comedy, especially in a place like New York. I think they were based in New York. And she's
1: from this uh, relatively conservative Jewish family where she can't actually… Do you know her dad's quite against it and her mom's quite it's quite frowned upon in that those days for it and, totally um. like scandalous
2: no. to leave her husband and
1: Well yeah, I mean he he cheated on her, so that's how it starts. So I can we can say that mm. if you haven't watched it. But they're
2: still upset with her for leaving, for leaving.
1: Yes. They're still upset with her for leaving. It's like what is that? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. No, give him so. a chance,
0: forgive him. What's wrong with you? Yeah.
2: But
1: I like how it wrapped up in the end.
0: Oh good. I always yes. like it when a show can tie up in a in a nice ribbon, and so you know it's yeah. there. Because I always have the fear that down the line it's just going to lose its way entirely, and you're going to be like, 100%. "What a waste
1: of time!" Like, hundred percent. Okay, so
0: it wraps up nicely, and, and then of, of course th- we were commenting on on your shiny pant.
1: Oh, my shiny pant! Yes, um, it's these are also from the nineties. I'm very vintage today. Nice. Um, and uh yeah, they look like Spice Girl pants. Yeah. And I've, yeah, I've had them since the 90s And you yeah. really,
0: really, really want to zig-a-zig oh, <laughs> Tell me them.
1: what you want yeah. so, I think I uh, <laughs> asked you
0: which spy school you were No No, we were, when, when we were having our first chat When we were watching Cat Person Just before really? Cat Person started Gosh. And then we said, we'll save it for the pod So let's end oh, on that Which okay. spy school did you want to be?
1: A um, wannabe. A wannabe, Maybe. yeah. I, I suppose I would have wanted to be a, an amalgamation of, of posh and sporty Spice. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, some elegance with a bit of athleticism.
1: Yeah, which I think kind of sums up my wardrobe anyway.
0: And Gad, which Spice Girl did you want to be?
1: He's baby Spice, 100%. <laughs> yeah, baby Always spice. sucking on candy.
0: <laughs> no, the, the, the male version was which Ninja Turtle you wanted to be. Because that said a lot about your oh, your style. Uh, I think I wanted to be Michelangelo. Yeah, that was the obvious one because he was the cool dude. Wasn't
2: Leonardo the obvious one?
0: Uh, maybe it was between those two because Leonardo Donatello. was the was okay. Leonardo was the leader, but, but Donatello was, a, was the smart one. Exactly. I wanted to be <laughs> Donatello. I appreciated I wanted to be Donatello. Good. Yes. I appreciated the 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 intellect. Right. And the ability, the MacGyverness of him. There's a
1: deep, yeah. there's a
0: deep reference.
1: Which Spice Girl are you, Russell? Scary Spice.
0: Um, I appreciated the wildness of that. Um, maybe old Ginger for some reason.
1: I can see that. And then later on, you marry into Formula One. It's great. Yeah. So when I love when?
0: her, I love how she's just in the background of of Drive to Survive. It's <laughs> yeah. just like the, so. Obviously, okay. Drive to Survive is the, is the great um, Netflix <laughs> series about Formula One. Um, It is great. And the team principal of Red Bull, I forget his name now. But anyways, they talk about him and he's in his (laughs) lovely country home and then they sort of scan across his living room and there's other members of the family and you're like, wait, is that a fucking spy school? (laughs) And then you realize, you realize this dude is like living the dream. He's—he's amazing. He's winning, you know, um, Formula One and and he gets to fall asleep next to Jerry Halliwell.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. No but, it's, but it is Halloween. Do we not have any scary Halloween recommendations? What what would your three top three picks be for Halloween?
2: Um, Dead Alive, Peter Jackson.
0: No, but what's available for people to rent or, or stream?
1: You can rent or stream anything on Apple.
0: Yeah. Dead Alive. Have you not seen that? No. Oh, my
2: God. It's so good. Peter Jackson, like stop motion
0: zombie movie. Oh, cool. Um, I think the thing would be my pick. I think that's on Netflix. The ori- the first one, John Carpenter's The Thing. Okay. You seen that? Mm-mm. I watched it in lockdown with Cole. It's very good. It's great. The Mist is also. Mm. Oh, horror. the Mist
1: is good. Yeah. But
0: yeah, the Bioscope's yeah. doing what we do in the shadows, which is just which is lovely. The oh, film, the original amazing. film, amazing. And uh, and people are coming out for it, which is great. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of scope to to Halloween, which I like,
1: hundred percent.
0: And there's and there's options yourself.
1: Oh uh, well, I have a couple, but they all they're just old. Yeah. Yeah. I just always love watching the Dark Shadows.
0: The Dark Shadows.
1: Is it the Dark Shadows with uh, with Johnny Depp.
0: Oh,
2: it's that uh, the Tim Burton one yeah. where he's like the, um, on the on the horse.
1: No, 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 no. You're thinking no. of Sweeney
0: Todd? No, no, no.
2: Dark I'm Shadows. Not. Yeah, sorry. Dark not the, Shadows not is
1: the Dark Shadow. Dark
0: shadows. shadows. Dark Shadows is 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 old Johnny Depp yeah.
1: and then Sleepy Hollow Sleepy Hollow that's, so the also, thinking that's the one you thinking. which is also one of my favourites and then Interview with a Vampire which is also a classic one of my favourites so those those would be my three okay. cheesy Halloween movies lovely one of the scariest things you could watch is Michael Flatley Lord of the Dance <laughs> <laughs> because his legs flail about as if independent from his body
0: lovely <laughs> <laughs> That was the thing that, yeah, in the quiz episode, yeah, scares the bejesus out of him.
1: <laughs> that's it.
0: That's right. That's it. Okay, lovely. Well, happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> um, I think that's uh, wrapped this little bad boy up. Thank you for listening thus far. And um, as I said, what a special episode. I really appreciated this one. And it's nice catching up with you guys. It's nice to have you more in the team. And we just love you. Chrissy, so thanks for being a part of it all
1: Thanks thanks for having me
0: Um, We will see you again next week Um, We are The Video Store Our home base is thevideostore.co.za Share the love and also chime in on Facebook and Instagram and leave comments and we also like to hear any kind of voice notes as well, you can email those to thevideostorepod at gmail.com about any of the stuff that we've spoken about, we'd love to hear from you and we can play that little clip um, at the start of episodes. So it's nice to hear from you, and um, we will see you again next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.